Freedom of thought. Welcome to the I Am Show, your favorite place for big-time celebrity interviews and a fresh take on music, comedy, tech, sports, Wall Street, and Washington. From the makers of the I Am app, your one-stop portal to everything online, the I Am Show is now on. Everybody's getting this, but you don't get Hi everyone, I'm Cody Willard and I am joined today by Ross Mark and Mike Alexander. Mike, living in the app slash smartphone revolution, distracted with his smartphone on our very first inaugural podcast as I'm introducing the guy. I just wanted to make sure that I had my I Am apps up and ready just in case we were going to discuss any of them individually. Uh, Good answer. Good answer. Speaking of the I Am apps, guys, this is the I Am show. We will be featuring each and every week a major celebrity who is on our app platform. Our inaugural guest we will talk about in a moment. I'm very excited. Everyone on the planet knows who this guy is, I suppose, if you've been, ever watched television. Um, Ross, Mark, Mike Alexander joining Hi, me today. Everybody. Can you guys give a little bit of your history? Tell the people about yourselves for a minute. Okay, I was born a poor black child in Mississippi. Hey, wait, that's the jerk, right, Mike? Uh, <laughs> no, I was... Uh, Born and raised in Los Angeles, and um, I worked with Mike on The Tonight Show for over 15 years as a producer, and after that I worked on Chelsea Lately, and after that I was Vice President of Sirius XM Radio, and Mr. Willard was one of my guests one time, he called me with this crazy idea about an app, I said, that's the greatest idea I've ever heard in my life, so I dropped my job at Sirius, and I decided to go into the app business. And, uh, I never looked back, back ever since. Yeah. Ross and I have been great friends since I was on the Tonight Show in like I think 2008, and you know we. That's right. That's right. It was. It was. We need the coolest rock and roll guy to come on and talk about stocks and the in the yeah. financial world and and everything else and. He wasn't available, so you guys <laughs> called me. Oh, yeah. We all looked at each other. We said, we got the guy. It's this guy with long hair that lives in New York. He's out of his mind. Let's get him. We need so, you know, I, on our show. And, and, you know, you guys booked me, I think, two or three, four weeks before my appearance. And then the day I showed, I, I was on the, the first time, it was, the market was down like 550 points. It just it dropped from like 14 to 9,000 on its way to 6,000. And... It was a it, it was a, a, a great time a well to be tempo, there yeah. and talking about that and the cars the automakers were being bailed out and Jay who will be our guest next week by the way um, we, we talked and you know debated me on whether we should bail out the auto companies I think I mentioned that if we let them go bankrupt the shareholders would lose but some company like Google or Microsoft or um, Apple would come along and buy the car companies out of bankruptcy and. Fast forward 10 years, and yes, we do have Google car businesses and Apple car businesses, and we'll see whatever happens with the, uh, you know, with the cars over the next 10 years, of course. Mike, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, well, born in Sweden, raised in Connecticut. Uh, came to Los Angeles uh, in the 80s, uh, started working at People Magazine. Uh, then went from there to The Tonight Show. I was at that show uh, with Mr. Leno for 22 years. Uh, went straight from there to Craig Ferguson at CBS. And then uh, after Craig 
uh, took off. I took a few months off, then started booking for Discovery and HBO, a few other things, and then ran into our friend Ross at a wedding of my former assistant uh, several months ago. He told me about this app that he was working on. It sounded like the kind of idea that was immediately understandable, and it was one of those, I cannot believe no one else has done this already uh, kind of things. And I think uh, the day after the wedding, I called up Ross and I said, I want to be involved somehow, and uh, here we are. So to tell everybody a little bit what the app is, look, we take any celebrities, Twitter profile, Instagram profile, their Facebook page, their favorite charities, their website, what their IMDB page, whatever they want to put in their app, we put it in their app for them. People can download those apps for free. We're about to actually turn on the Amazon Alexa accessibility for those apps too, so you'll be able to pull them up um, on the Alexa show. You've got everything you want about each individual celebrity in one spot. There's actually message boards and exclusive live streaming by right. each of those celebrities on their platform. Live streaming, it's so, it's so exciting. And you know, I don't want to tip anybody off, but we do have a big celebrity-driven sports show that we're going to launch probably, I would say, in the next three weeks with two major celebrity stars as the host. Well, uh, and, you know, and, and what you end up doing with that live streaming is you get someone like Neil Patrick Harris, download the I Am Neil Patrick Harris app, app if you have not yet. You sign into it. You don't even have to sign into it. You can see everything without logging in. But when he's on in. Test, when he does live stream, if you sign in... During his broadcasts, he invites someone from the audience to join him, and you get to watch just sort of like right now as you're seeing Ross and I and Mike talk and discuss about these stocks and, and the apps and whatnot. You see us actually interacting. You see this fan talking to Neil. You actually could be that fan who gets to talk to Neil, ask him questions individually. Oh, it's cool. Oh, it's cool. It's like, I mean, besides just being like a one-stop portal for – any individuals, any companies, anybody's uh, entire online presence. It's a source now for original content, being able to communicate directly with you know the stars. It's very, very cool. Yeah. And, and we've um, got a hundred and we've got hundreds of app of celebrities, A-listers on the platform already, from Fifty Cent, Neil Patrick Harris, as I mentioned, Jay Leno, our guest next week. Um, well, you know. Guys, help me out here. Professional oh, baseball players. Football players. Rob Reiner is, like, on our show today, one of the very first people to embrace the platform. He's 95 years old, young. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And he was. He was one of if The first major celebrity to join our platform. He is our inaugural guest here. We asked him to join us on the first pot ever I Am Show, the I Am Show podcast because he was one of the first to join it and you know he's such an icon and for him at the age of 95 to embrace the app understand what the app is and to actually help us create the halo effect that we now have with all of these celebrities clamoring to join the IM app platform that were scrambling to meet the demand at this point part of that was Carl Reiner embracing it tweeting about it telling his other celebrity friends about the app um, you know, and that's how we ended up with, say, a Jim Gaffigan. He thought that was a, a, a Carl Reiner's on the app. Yes. <laughs> well, Gaffigan, Bob Saget, so many of these iconic, today's iconic at comedians got on our platform, on the got their own IM apps because 
the original comedic icon, Carl Reiner, was the first or one of the first guys to join it. Yeah, so he's 95 years old, and he was an, and he was an innovator back in the 50s when he came up with like the Dick Van Dyke show. He's still he started television, right? He was the he created he was the first guy ever on TV, right, Mike? I think he and Milton Berle would probably wrestle <laughs> that title, but uh, Uncle Milty. I work with Milton too, guys. <laughs> but but I think that you know it's fascinating to me that you know 60 years ago when he put that show on the air. I mean, it was a revolutionary show at the time. Which show? And Dick Van Dyke show. Well, all right, because there were more. There are others. He's done a few shows, Mike. He's been involved in a few that creative show. shows on television. You know, of course, guys, let, you know, for the younger audience, let's mention... Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12. He's the guy. He's the man in yes. that movie that everybody's respecting. He's the, the godfather of them all, right? I and mean, that's sort of truly yeah. what he Carl is that. Reiner is for television. He's the godfather of it all. No, I mean, He's we, Rob Reiner's dad. We talk about uh, the fact that Judd Apatow uh, wrote the intro to his new book. I mean, this is a guy who's revered by comedians. He's a comics comic. He's a great writer. He's a great performer. And, and we're I mean, excited to have him. Yeah, and we're excited to have him. With, with that, guys, let's let's throw it into the interview. Everybody, the great, the one and only, Carl Reiner. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Show. Our very special guest today is comedy legend Carl Reiner. You can currently see him in the HBO documentary, If You're Not in the Obit, Eat Breakfast. And... His latest book is called Too Busy to Die, which is available on his very own app, of course, the Carl Reiner app, and you can also find it on the internet, randomcontent.com, but you want to download the app, of course, because you can stay up with all of Carl's stuff, Twitter, Facebook, etc., all in one spot. Carl, it is such an honor to be with you. Thank you for joining the I Am Show. Yeah, I'm so pleased to be here because I have something to sell, and there's no way to sell it inside my my apartment, but you come to me this way so I can sell this thing. It's a miracle. It really is a miracle. We're living in the... My father was an inventor. He invented a lot of things, including the, the battery clock and the battery watch. And I, all I keep saying is, I wish you were alive today to see what's going on here. See your face looking at me from hundreds of miles away, maybe thousands. <laughs> you know, and it's just even in the last 30 years how much the world has changed in the ability to sell and distribute your content, whether it's books, videos, movies, podcasts, like we're recording here. You know the difference in the world today? This is the way we walked around that, the, the, the uh, area, walked around like this. Today, people walk around like this. <laughs> It's true, and it's sad. People don't expect, people don't watch things anymore. They watch you through their phone. Like I'll go, I'll be at my son's graduation, and instead of people watching it, they'll, they'll just record it on their phone, and not even watch it, not enjoy it anymore. It's it's sad. Carl, if I could, I'll introduce my two uh, guest hosts here: uh, Ross, Mark, and Mike Alexander. Hello, Ross and Mark. By the way, I have one of those hats. Did you send me one of those hats? <laughs> Hey, look at the books you have behind you, you lucky dog. Well, you know, I uh, Ross and I happened to work uh, with each other at The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. We each had the pleasure of working with you uh, over the years. I remember you. And, I do. I absolutely do. And these are two of your books that you uh, were very generously, uh, well, you were very sweet to autograph them for me, and I'll have them forever. So just want to put them up and show the respect. Well, uh, 
if you behave nicely, you'll have another one and another one. I've got about four coming in different uh, forms. They're not finished. This one is finished. I have two here that are going into press very soon. And these are about every movie you've ever seen since I'm four years old. Oh, wow. Carl, you know, actually, Ross and I were at your house in that very room recently, and you were working on that book with Larry in your on the computer. And again, it's sort of an amazing thing that you're able to sit there. You used to have to sit at a typewriter. It's, you know, it's Alan Brady's writers or something. And here you are able to collaborate on this giant screen computer, looking at the movie clips, looking at the movie posters, and remembering and telling those anecdotes that you are in your upcoming book. I know. I look... I can't tell you. I just started another book, which, oh yeah, this is um, this is going to be m the most unusual book ever ever published. It's called How to Live Forever, and the author is someone who has. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this is it's I finished it. It's it's all done. So you got and the galleys done. By the way, I, I, whoever gets. Is lucky enough to get an autographed copy of this book by Painsford, will get a free copy of this book sent a little later this year. Oh, that's sweet. Well, that's and again, great. guys, those books are available in the I Am Carl Reiner app. Just go to the App Store, the Play Store, type in Carl Reiner, and the American, the Revel, the Communication Revolution will fill it out for you, pull it right up, and it's everything Carl Reiner in one spot. Carl, if we could do talk to us about your new book, Too Busy to Die. This too busy to die. This is a title given to me by my friend Mel when I finished my last. I wrote three biographies called "I Remember Me," "I Just Remembered," but I forgot to remember. <laughs> and I was, what do I do now? And he said, "Write a book called Too Busy to Die," and that's how this came about. And the cover came about because Mel Brooks and I were watching *The Scoundrel* with Noel Coward, an old movie, and Noel was talking and fixing his tie, tying his bow tie, his tuxedo tie. And he says, look how, look how well he does that. I said, I said, Mel, I said, an actor, all actors when they're young have to learn to do that. And so I was telling him a story about, uh, I used to do, do the uh, emceeing of the Directors Guild's award. And, I, and um, David Hilliard was the, the uh, author Hilliard, rather, was the president. And I said, I'm a director, he's a director, I'm a director, but I'm also an actor. And I, are you wearing a, a regular tie or a clip-on? He says, clip-on. I said, that's the difference between actors and directors. Actors can put on a tie. And I asked the directors, how many people here can put their own tie on? How many wear clip-ons? Everybody raised their hand. <laughs> so I decided, I was telling them the story of, you know, how Mel and I were talking about this. And all of a sudden, I got tremendous applause. I had no idea why they were applauding. They were applauding because I was talking and making a, per a perfect cover. <laughs> That's, That's great. That's great cover, too. Anyway, the book is about uh, everything that has ever happened to me as an actor. The first thing I ever did when I was four, six years old, I was in a, in a kindergarten play called Six who pass while the lentils boil. <laughs> and mother was sitting next to Mr. Scapa, the principal, and he said to her, not knowing she was my mother, that boy is the best one. 
I was six years old, and for the rest of my life, my mother always said, whenever she saw me in anything, you were the best one. And the only time she ever complained, like I was on the show with shows with Sid Caesar and with Gene Coker, she said, you were the best one. And then she said, but they didn't give you enough to do. That was a good <laughs> And it's, it's amazing, Carl. It's amazing. Like you were in kindergarten almost 90 years ago and you remember these stories. You know, it's just it's it's I, mean, I can't remember what I have for breakfast today. Yeah. <laughs> that's another that's another thing. That I, I happened to write that one day and um, George Shapiro, my nephew and George um, Jerry Seinfeld's manager. We love George. We love George. He got the idea uh, vital after 90. And I told him about it. I said, you know, every morning it's Sue. I check the old bits every morning. And I said, I'm not in a hot rack. <laughs> they retitled a wonderful documentary. It is a sensational part. HBO has been playing over and over. And that, that was it. If, if you're not, And so I keep busy. That's the only thing that one book after another all have to do with staying alive. If you wake up and have something to do, <laughs> hang around. Exactly. And I was saying in this book, uh, starting with the very beginning, I love my, there's a, you know how there's a quote in everybody's book. This book has a quote that says, self-plagiarism is the sincerest form of egotism yeah. of 2015. I wrote my own dedication. That's the egotism of the words magnitude. Anyway, so, and, and here's the, the time of the tie as I talk about. But everything I've ever done in show business Starting with my mother talking about me, and here in the show of shows with Sid Caesar, Imogene Coker, and Howard Morris. And uh, we go on to state how it all happened. Carl, do you remember the first joke you ever wrote for television or for a stage? No, I don't. Yeah, I, know that, I know when I was very young, I used to listen to the radio. My father was a big fan of radio. Matter of fact, my father built the first radio in the neighborhood, and he he built it by hand. And Don't you to, have it? He had to go to the to the garage to get the the, the, the tire store to get a, a battery which ran off a battery. So I was listening to my father loved Amos and Andy and all the comedy shows, Jack Benny. So I was honed on comedy because. Two things have to happen. You have to have a little bit of a bone for comedy, a funny bone. And the other thing is your environment. And my parents, comedy was king. They loved comedy. I couldn't wait to see the next. Look, there's a picture of Dave uh, Lenovo. Hi, Jay. <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway, uh, the, uh, I went to the movies every day and waiting for the Marx Brothers, the Ritz Brothers, Keaton Chaplin. And that was... This whole, my life has happened because of this. Now, here's an interesting thing. See that crowd there? Yeah. You see, anyway, when I was about 12 years old, the WPA, the Works Progress Administration, put in place by Franklin Roosevelt. Today, there is a president who's saying, get, get people off the government's back. That's what governments are for. There was a depression, and he, he had... People working, getting paid for by the government, actors working in shows, people building bridges and making dams, painting great murals in, in post offices, 
all of these people. And this is one of the, where I saw my first play. Oh, wow. Carl, you're, you open up the political can, and uh, you know, I, on your app, I see your tweets, and you're often uh, vocal about your, um, shall we call it, lack of support of the current administration. Um, you know, how, talking about that, how, how different is the world of politics today versus when you're talking about with the WPA and going and, and, and you being a direct, your career and legendary career here being a direct catalyst, it was, it was catalyzed perhaps by the WPA is what you're saying, if I understand. When, my, when I was tw uh, 17 years old, my brother read an ad in the New York Daily News that said, free acting classes at 100 Center Street. And I, I wasn't an actor yet, but he knew I could make voices and make jokes. And so I went there with this little thing, and there was a woman called Mrs. Whittington, and she was an English, old English actress. And for the first time in my life, I was exposed to what the first thing we did, I'll never forget this. She said, uh, she had this very English sounding voice. She says, uh, we're going to do something today that many of you won't particularly like. We're going to all learn a soliloquy from Hamlet. Oh, it's not going to be one of uh, the soliloquies. Yeah. We're all going to learn, boys and girls, going to learn Queen Gertrude's speech on the death of Ophelia. <laughs> and to this day, if you woke, I was 17, to this day, if you woke me up out of a dead sleep, I'd be able to say that. Are you want to hear it? Absolutely. <laughs> there is a willow grows a slender brook that shows its hauling in the glassy stream. There with fantastic garlands did you come of crowflowers, nettles, daisies, and long purples that liberal shepherds give a grosser name. But our cold maids, the dead men's fingers call them. There with her coronet clambering to hang, an envious sliver broke and down her weedy trophies of herself fell into the weeping brook. Her clothes spread wide and mermaid-like whilst they bore her up, at which time she chanted snatches of old tunes as someone incapable of her own distress. Finally, her clothes heavy with their drink pulled the poor wretch from her melodious way to muddy death. Now that's something I learned myself. Wow. And I'm now... <laughs> How do you remember that? I, mean, I know. How do you remember that? Stays with certain things. Yeah. Well, incredible. I couldn't remember to get certain things at the grocery store this morning. <laughs> I can't remember speech. I can. Well, some speech oh, I can use, but not like that. Carl, I Being a writer or writing makes that part of your brain active. Mm -hmm. And I wake up, this book that I, I'm, I'm working on, How to Live Forever, came in my sleep. It's, oh my God. And it's by someone who has. And this is a book that I, two nights ago it happened, and it's almost finished now. Wow. That's incredible. Hey, Car I Carl, mean, I had a question. Uh, I noticed that uh, Judd Apatow wrote the foreword to your latest book. Uh, he's uh, also a very busy guy, seems to work almost as much as you do. Uh, how do you guys know each other? I. I really don't know him. I know him from the industry. We met a couple of times, and he wrote a forward that would make a blusher blush. And, I, and at the very end, 
uh, when he wrote it, I, I did, I, it's funny, I sent him some popcorn and took a picture of it. <laughs> but He's... I never, I never expected this kind of a, and he sounded like he meant it. I can't read it to you because I'll get so red the screen will blank out. Well, he has a great deal of reverence for uh, comedy and uh, people who have been in the business for as long as you have. And I think he probably would be thrilled just to say that he spent some time with you. Oh, ooh. I was thrilled to meet him because he's, he's a force of nature, that guy. He, he wrote about me like, I, I guess that's what they're going to be saying when I... Now I know what they're going to do with my eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be some good, there'll be some good jokes, I I, I suspect. <laughs> Carl, I I would regret forever. If, um, number one, have you used your app? By the way, I, it's amazing that here you were one of our very first, if not the very first celebrity on our app, and here you are now our inaugural guest to the to the I Am Show podcast. Luckily, I have two guys, Lawrence O'Flahaven and Aaron Davis who know how to get onto the app and taught me how. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't have known about it. These are all new things to me, but I, because they're right here listening, and I'm praising you guys. <laughs> That's the Lawrence guy's a good guy. We like Lawrence. Well, Aaron, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing I would regret not asking you about is simply just the, the Dick Van Dyke show. I was, I've seen every episode probably 20 times, and Alan Brady still here on my show today basically what what are your best memories out of that show what, what you know what do you take away from that well, it's very funny but uh i've said this many times when asked what's my favorite what am i most proud of of everything i've ever done i say the dick man night show no question about it because that's one that came in a moment where i was between shows i had just been to see show shows no longer were the comedy reviews, uh, they were extant now. Only, it was 10 years later when Carol Burnett brought back the comedy review. And so I was being offered situation comedies, and they weren't very good, and my wife, in her infinite wisdom, said, why don't you write one? And I said, well, I don't know how to write that. She said, uh, and we were on Fire Island. So uh, I, I started to write one, and I wrote one and then I said, it's not bad. I called Head of the Family and I wrote 13 episodes in case it got on. We sent it to Peter Lawford who put up the money. I did a pilot called Head of the Family with Barbara Britton <clears throat> and Sylvia Miles playing Rosemary's Park and Morty Gunty playing um, Buddy, you know, um, uh, what the greatest comedian of all time, Maury Amsterdam. I mean, I call him that because human joke machine. He, any subject could give you 10 jokes in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Any, I did it, didn't sell, and I was ready to start movies. I was writing a movie, The Dark Day, Thrill of It All, and Sheldon Leonard and I have the same agent, and he saw these 10 scripts, or 13 scripts of the line. My agent was upset because gold was lying on his desk unused. And he called me in, and he says, Carl, he says, it's a good impression of me. Carl, he says, uh, saw your script. And I, and I loved him. I said, Sheldon, before you say anything, I, I don't want to fail with the same material twice. And he, he said to me, Oh, you won't fail? We'll get a better actor to play you. <laughs> he suggested Dick Van Dyke, went to see him in New York, 
in Bye Bye Birdie with Cheetah Rivera. That's the most talented human being I've ever worked with. I've worked with two of those guys, Steve Martin. I was going to guess Steve Martin was the other one. Well, Steve Martin is not only an actor, he's everything. He's a genius in category. He knows more about art. He knows about architects. He knows he really is. Uh, and he just wrote a play for Broadway that Amy Schumer's through. Yeah. I just read today. Anyway, so that's, that's, um, what are we talking about? Well, would you, I just asked you about the a great anecdote from Dick Van Dyke, and that's more than I could have ever asked for. This morning, I got a call from a guy named Brownstein, who was in charge of, you know, the um, sending out of the show. It's being colored now. Two shows are going to be colored from the, from the next season, and if that works, they're going to color all of them. And I said, go with it. I'm, I'm here. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see it on your app, I'm sure. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. It was just such an honor to have you here. Wait a second. Yep. Yay! <laughs> I salute you. That is awesome. <laughs> That's touch work business. I'm That's so God. sorry that I don't have one with me. Touch you. Oh, God. Thank you. Thanks, so you guys. Carl, we'll see you soon. We'll, we'll see you soon. Thank we'll you, see Carl. You soon and we'll have you on for your next book. Yes, and th if you buy this, you'll get a free book coming up, which is the Mike, book Too Busy to Die. <laughs> Mike, give the uh, closing thing. Thank you so much, Carl. We'll let you go. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Want a cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> that does it for this edition of The I Am Show. Our special thanks to Carl Reiner. His book is called Too Busy to Die, and you can download his app from the Apple and Play stores right now. In fact, you can already download more than 300 IM apps for many of your favorite celebrities with one tap, and you unlock their entire online world from their Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat to exclusive live streaming chats and broadcasts with fans, all inside an easy-to-navigate and beautiful app. The IM app is where it's at. Join the community. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. She pressed out. Thank you, guys. Good night. Well, we didn't get to talk about Trump. Everybody's getting this, but you don't get yours. 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 It's so, so, so obvious the disguise is see-through. The pendulum swings, hypnotize the people. A spell on you, that's what you heard. Read straight out the book of the magic words. The lines are blurred between right and wrong. They won't fight hunger, but they'll fight this song. Useless music, the blues will stop. Two big hooligans laugh at you when you locked in a maze. Running a rat race, I chase for the cheddar. American dream to get better. I choke off cigars, smoke from fat cats. Saying follow the rules, pay your dues, and that's that. The villain's still dressed in black and drop by with a suit and a tie. Your briefcase full of lies, I can't see the fine print, so I'd rather ignore and sign on the dotted line for things I can't afford. Everybody's getting this, but you don't get